All right, we are back, back for more. We are doing it right. We're live. We had some technical difficulties, but now we are rocking and a rolling. Uh, we got two of the most requested guests ever on uh, Inappropriate Earl. <laughs> the, gr the great Ryan O'Neill. Hey, back at the Diarrhea Dope. <laughs> Big Earl Palace. And Jeff Danish. What's going on, all you Earl Colites out there? Do you have your glasses and fake beards on listening to the show? We're, uh, you know, we had a bit of a rough start tonight because I didn't know uh, what was going on with the recorder. It's been a big week uh, this week for Inappropriate Earl. The great Steady Freddy Corey's episode. The drummer from Cinderella, the <laughs> Prince of Pound. <laughs> <laughs> we had the guitarist from Snow White on our <laughs> podcast. I had, Great uh, White? I had an ex roadie no, of White. I had an ex roadie of Skid Row on uh, I'm doing a, my own podcast. Uh, what are you muscling in on me and Dean Del Rey's territory? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting into rock, man. Can I just say this that since we did two appearances on Inappropriate Earl, our career has just gone straight through the roof. <laughs> We've been getting requests from Dagmar to do her podcast. Arsenio Hall Freud called and... us, but his show got canceled. We were gonna do a show on there. That reminds me of uh, when Rob Schneider was going to get me on Lopez tonight. Uh, literally the week he got me the gig, the show got canceled. Do you so. think it was your booking? <laughs> it's probably. <laughs> you think that he knew? You think he'd known for months that it was going to be canceled, so he just said he'd get you on there, but he knew that there's no way that you would make it on there? No, no, Rob, me and him are soldatos. I We're saw on Why Twitter. Why are you sitting over there, by the way? Because I just want to make, I'm going to switch base to my normal uh, podcasting seat, but I was a little nervous okay. that the recorder did something it's never done before, so I'm just making sure... Uh, that we're all copacetic and what, kosher. It stuck a finger in your ass? Well, no. <laughs> that's, that's been that's, done before. Uh, no, I don't do that, man. I don't believe in the... Uh, Only sex. dicks back there? Why we'll did you uh, get all cloned up for us to show up over here? Because, you know, I believe in presentation, man. And you, you feel good, you look good, you smell good. You're going to have a good podcast. <laughs> I'm not even wearing deodorant. I know. I didn't shower today. <laughs> we looks like we have a different belief system. Listen, I told that you. It, we don't read uh, the resilience. This guy's been uh, what's he been? It says uh, facing. This is a book on Earl's coffee table. It has a bookmark that looked like he bought it at like uh, a dog toy store. It says resilience, facing down rejection and criticism on the road to success. It's written by Mark McGinnis, who has been he's a writer and coach who's been helping people overcome rejection. Criticism and other obstacles to success since 1996. <laughs> what were people doing before then? Where were they? Where were they turning to? No one Jumping was off the uh, fucking Hyatt into the comedy store. No one was facing off. down rejection pre-96, dude. It's all post-96 when it comes to facing it down. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't you guys tell me that when the first step before Tony Robbins is absolute failure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You guys don't believe in like. Is it, so, do you believe in? Uh, do you believe in B, N S and A N S? What is that? What is that? Before ninety six <laughs> and after ninety six. Well, in ninety six, I was. Uh, you were forty one. I was a club kid. <laughs> <laughs> You're married. You had four kids. I was like a club kid, you know. You were a club kid in your mid thirties. That's the <laughs> well. I started late. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> did you so have uh you'd always have his id sir we don't need to see did that did you have old mr wilkins drive you there in the green uh chevy no, nova leroy holmes your butler departed yeah. in the former green butler rest in peace green rest dodge peace. charger uh we parked in another dead man's spot uh, yeah, yeah guy in your building. building what was his name uh chris something this goes out to chris something or rather thank yeah, you for yeah. that spot rest in peace you know he, he was a real hound i would always see him ass uh, hound uh, well, I think he was straight, but in my building, you know, it's a real wild card guessing people's sexuality. <laughs> Wait, did you ever wake up and he was like sucking your dick? <laughs> and Earl's like, hey, it's you big hound dog, get out of here. <laughs> Come, Come on, man. A, we reach out to a Christian uh, market here. You can't be talking about sucking dick on so the inappropriateness podcast. is like i had a couple extra cookies uh before yeah, bed or, last or night or last night i didn't say my prayers <laughs> well, all the just, way to uh, the end. you know it's just for marketing purposes you know okay okay do you sell merch uh no i i, I don't uh i know like ari uh shafir does it but he's got a, a ton more followers. you don't sell any beard hair online well i like ari's t-shirts that he has but his he has a like a hundred times the following your face is similar to his and look so if you just yeah. had the artist tweak it a little bit you would have earl skakel merchandise probably yep. for pretty cheap well i used to get people coming up to me asking me if i was the amazing racist and i'm like how'd you know you're like i'm a racist but yeah. I, I don't go you're by like, yeah title. since 96 i'm not a mate 96 i was like my scheme back then was where pink taco is now it used to be a club called roxbury and I would go with my friends, Dirty Jeff and Monty the Jew. Wait, we're Pink Taco? Oh, yeah. uh, it used to be a hot nightclub. Me- we're old Miyagi's. Yeah. Was uh, that like the night at the Roxbury? Yeah. Roxbury? That so was, was uh, Really? Yeah. And then across, uh, the big thing was uh, it was Carlos and Charlie's, but uh, uh, Saturdays they'd have Chippendales. So what you would do is, like, if you were one of the first 10 dudes there at midnight, <laughs> that they let in it was a frothing pit i mean it was like the easiest like girls would just maul you because here they'd seen all these beautiful bodies let's be honest though you went there for the chippendales <laughs> i mean <laughs> you're like talking about this you're like you have all these schemes and scams that always involve like half naked guys <laughs> yeah but that's the way it was back then it was a different era let's make this the episode where big earl kind of we get to the bottom of the big earl <laughs> legend here okay well, i mean you know, about his phase with dudes. What's the longest you've ever been in a relationship with a woman? Um, I would say, uh, si- well, it's funny. Uh, b- basically, six years, the last three girlfriends. What? Yeah. So three girlfriends, 18 years. Um, Anne was a, my uh, girlfriend in the 90s, and uh, she was exactly six years. Uh, and then uh, Shelly B uh, was about six years. And then... Uh, Earl, come on, man! We're trying um, to do a show here. <laughs> okay, so what? Well, so then, what is uh, it? Gail was uh, six years. What uh, is it about the years. six year mark? It's a weird Satan, dude. Six, six, six. The yeah. bad omen. What well, is it about the six years? Well, back then, uh, something that you can't get over. You can't get over that six year mark. So something happened at year six. Something happened to you when you were a six year old boy. No, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tell us. <laughs> it was. Uh, and Gene Simmons said it's California uh, common law marriage after six years in California. Oh. So I, just, I think mentally I always had that in my head. <laughs> was Gene Simmons like your guardian angel? Like he's Yeah, yeah. To? He was the reason I didn't drink or uh, do drugs. She's always weird. Why? Really? He doesn't? Because uh, they, you know, I, I one of these interviews with Kiss, uh, they were like, well, you guys never really partied like Guns N' Roses or Rat or, you know, uh, you know, whatever, Bon Jovi. And he's like, well, alcohol impairs the blood flow to my penis. 
Like, <laughs> and you are all you're obsessed with blood flow flow to your dick. You do hot rod, turbo, all this all the good stuff. Oh my, oh my god. For those of you uh listening with uh well everyone's listening to audio. Well, you're not only. available in Smellcast? Um it stinks in my condo. You should just send out fart stickers and then say scratch now <laughs> when you've ripped one. Come on, man. No class have some class. <laughs> Hey, so you're because you're obsessed with rock stars and drug life and the party life, but the only thing you did as a kid was gangbang Carol Shelby's wife. By the way, the uh, special edition Ford Cobras out this year looks pretty sweet. I think you get a bag of Ritz crackers with it. <laughs> okay. What does that mean? I don't even know what that means. Oh well, I don't want to tell the gangbang story again. <laughs> no, no, we are, yeah. Was that, we was that a Ritz crackers callback? Long story short, they were out of condoms. Oh god! Oh, okay, got it, got it. the guys had go in the kitchen, you, find whatever you want. Are you gonna sit down? You're making me nervous. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I'm using. By the way, I'd like to thank the only sponsor of uh, Inappropriate Earl, uh, the great former, the only singer of Rat, uh, Stephen Piercy and his company, Mike Knuckles. <laughs> So they make dick knuckles that I'd like to. I'll talk to Steven. We're, we keep in touch. I just sometimes I get in fights while I'm naked. And I would like, you know, while my hands around my dick to have some knuckles around it. It'd be nice. He invited me backstage at the whiskey, gave me a big hug. Said, what up, Earl? Are you <laughs> are you known in the 80s rock community? I actually am. Uh, you know, I just had the drummer from Cinderella on. I've had, as you can tell, Bobby Brown was on. Do you leave these books out on your coffee table so they can see them? Here's what I do, and this is class, and no other podcast does this. <laughs> it's like last week the drummer from Cinderella was on. So I had every Cinderella CD, every arcade CD, which he drummed in after Cinderella. And so he walks in here thinking, oh, la-di-da, this guy's just some probably ham and egger fan, you know, some pole jammer. And uh, he sits down and goes, oh, my God. Do you think he's a little weirded out? Because he's like, this guy may kill me. Probably. <laughs> do, do you do with them what you do with us? And you put on a UFC fight and you get work up a huge boner? Um, no, or that's you, only with the heavyweights. Do you do that when you're alone or is that just for us? Um, only with the heavyweights. Did somebody <laughs> in your family like lose the ability to get a boner at one point? And, and that you're afraid that you inherited that problem? Because you're obsessed with it. Well, no, it's just, you know, when you get a little older and stuff, you know, you need to... Uh... <laughs> Do you take your boner health more seriously than your, like, overall health? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, it's all about the maca root, Yohambi, uh, you <laughs> the know... The Matumbo? Uh, <laughs> Come on, boner. It's, it's all about, uh, I think, my TV. What did you, what, you turn the TV on for? <laughs> Are we even <laughs> podcasting? What's going on here? This is a real shit show you're running. <laughs> What the fuck are you doing? I think the TV bulb just blew out. <laughs> oh, that was the last color you had because that your TV, everything was green. Oh, man. The other bulbs was to blow it out. I remember I was watching porno on Earl's TV, and I thought it was like yeah. a Martian theme, but it just turned out it was the green color. Hey, who knows? It might still be under warranty. Did you get the 47-year warranty? This is breaking news right now. Earl's TV screen. When did you buy that TV? Uh, 91? When he was still clubbing. I... <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's all my TV. It's blown out. It's breaking live, breaking news. It's weird, just like your asshole. <laughs> can we do? Can I do a quick shout out? I don't, Absolutely. I don't, I don't mean to bring us down here, but uh, somebody. Oh, come on, Earl. This is a real moment. 
Show some class. Somebody in the comedy community <laughs> is what we're doing now. has left us. I'm not going to participate. Uh, and her name is Francesca Hilton. And uh, I'd just like to say one of the greats wow. is gone. And Franny, we miss you. <laughs> we miss, uh, you, miss your smell. <laughs> miss your musk. <laughs> Instead of making God laugh. Annoy God like you did yeah. a lot of us. We missed the, <laughs> miss the smell of your pussy that you can smell through <laughs> two layers of sweatpants. And, you know, and we miss your love of the game of hockey. You're talking about me or her? And <laughs> your, your physique of a, of a young goalie. <laughs> your physique of a Samoan football player. <laughs> She played line for the Steelers in the late 80s. Well, here's the crazy uh, thing. She had teacup nips. <laughs> Just like big old saucers? Yeah, big flying. old saucers. I heard when she uh, would go on a swing set. <laughs> yell, flying saucer. I heard that when the kids kind of line around her, they're like, we're here for the saucer ride. <laughs> like at Disneyland. <laughs> she, she would lay down on a mechanic's uh, little sliding thing. And they would, you would sit on her tits, and they would just whip it around in circles. Uh, I heard that they built a... Uh, <laughs> you were witnessing, you were listening to the uh, roast of Francesca Hilton post-death. Well, here's the <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's post-mortem. Here's the crazy roast. thing. Is it's how talented she was? <laughs> she died so young and healthy. <laughs> I go to Swingers about... It's a diner. It was her LA. last... Uh, time i saw her at the comedy store and uh, <laughs> it was her last seven thousand calorie meal of the day <laughs> it was uh, what was she and, eating me and three uh, uh waitresses you know late night from the comedy store from the comedy store uh, were you, did you fuck any of these waitresses? great girls no i didn't They're were, just, you, were know, you paying cool. the bill uh, i do i, I did actually. okay so you that want you, you want one of them <laughs> no 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 not at what all. did they get were you mad whether one of them ordered like the, uh, lobster, one had the lobster, like <laughs> <omelet>. <laughs> lobster thermidor, <laughs> and a bottle of Chianti. <laughs> and a bottle of Cristal. Do you guys have that? Cristal D'Elia. That's his sister. They don't, uh, you know, have high end food at Swingers. So long. What time are you there at? It's about three or four in the morning, and Francesca. Well, is that that late? Yeah, yeah. Because Francesca was what in her late sixties, yeah. mid sixties, and she was at the comedy store that night, and she says, "Oh, can I come?" With you guys, I'm like, uh, you know, uh, you know, I made up some excuse. I, no, probably not. You know, just we're that's just a good excuse. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> it's a pretty decent excuse. Well, my car has a weight limit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Don Barris had just literally gotten her to show her tits to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what a last thing. Legacy to leave. Oh my before, like, god! When she died, what? Like a week later? Less? No, but here's oh. the thing. So she ends up going to swingers with uh, an open mic. Uh, I picture her titties looking just like they're huge, like pancakes with with eggs sunny side up on the top of them. Just you were you're up. a big tit man. What was your thought on them? They're a, a nice, a bit, very nice size, but they. <laughs> Had the direction of Buster Douglas's nipples in the Hollyfield fight. <laughs> That's a real, you're a real, you're a real optimist uh, with that with that take on him. You're like, there was yeah. a nice size. Those things are terrible. They were huge. But, they were uh, torpedoes. Here's the thing. She goes to swingers anyway. After we basically said you can't come, she goes there by herself. Uh, no, with another uh, female comic. And uh, can, can you name that person? 
Her name's Alicia. Is she young or older? Yeah, like a young, uh, I don't want to say open micer, but like a beginning comic. But do you, think, do you think okay. she just didn't realize that Franny may have been a little out of her mind? Um, she might have, but she's probably a little lonely. And wanted a free meal. And, uh, um, I'm not sure. Well, I had to give Francesca money for the tip, which is adult. <laughs> no. I mean, so she sits down at the booth next to us, and I say to the girl I'm sitting next to, God, she smells like death. Because it wasn't a B.O., it wasn't like... It wasn't a B.O. It, it wasn't like... <laughs> it was D.O. It was dead odor. Have you ever smelled that sort of smell? No. Before? It was... I, and I said, she smells like death. And like three days later, she's dead. Do you think you killed her? No. Well, I did show her my dick pic that <laughs> night. And her eyes went out of her skull the other night. Wait, so... <laughs> So you showed her where at the swingers or at the comedy? No, store? at the comedy store. She showed everyone her tits. I'm like, oh, you know, just for laughs. You know? Oh, just for laughs. Just uh, <laughs> what do you do? Because days, there's days where you show it that it's not for laughs. You just have you randomly sh- just have it on your phone. Have you ever your showed your mailman pictures? No, no, because he's gay. Okay. Have you ever but showed your neighbor, the guy, the English? Jamar guy? neighbors? No, your oh. eng- the English neighbor. No, 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 not You that. showed Jeff Ross. I showed David Spade the other night at the comedy. What he think? Uh, I, I, uh, he's like, wait, you're the guy from uh, Benchwarmers. Exactly. The so guy who pukes. He's like, hey, you remember me? And he's like, I recognize that dick anywhere. Yeah. I, I mean, saw it real, on set. It was a real Benchwarmers uh, evening. So what did he say? Here, here were the first four comics on the lineup that night. Me. I was opening. Rob Schneider. Uh, then I had to bring up Argus. Then Rob Schneider. And then Rob Schneider and then David Spade. So it was like a, a Benchwarmers cast. So you were hanging out with Argus... After the show, Argus. Nice dude, Rob Argus. Schneider. Argy? Yeah. He's a nice guy. I mean, really, uh, I'd never really talked to him before, but he knew of my family because he's from Oklahoma. You must be a Skakel from the Skakel clan. Yeah, yeah. I said, I'm just from the clan, Argus. Hello! My dad was asking about your family. Well, you know, we, c- some we got things some going on. You looking to adopt O'Neill's dad? Hey, what color is he? He's a white man. He's in. Wow, that was kidding. easy. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, let's Would you adopt it. like a smoking? Not adopt. That's probably I'm getting into Woody Allen territory. But like, take on like a smoking hot like 19 year old Bolivian girl who had huge bombers. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I actually want to adopt. <laughs> I'm not like, sure where the down. I'm not sure where that's <laughs> yeah, going. I thought you were still saying <laughs> like downside? an eight year old. Uh, well, it's just like a. We- I don't know. It's just like a weird. Actually, I'd like to... You're talking uh, to Big Earl here. Yeah, I know, I know. I'd like to uh, adopt a 23-year-old black dude. He's got a good jumper. Make some cash. <laughs> 23 is a little old. He can bathe him? <laughs> like, what? Like why? Because why? he can make some money, honey. Just because he's got a decent jumper? He's got to have some other skills, There's though. a lot of good Not really. you got there. a decent jumper. You know? Why don't you... You should get a black guy in the NHL. It should be your pet project. Well, here's uh, the yeah. crazy Like a documentary. Thing. Well, actually, as you can see... From my uh, friend, I, I don't want to mention his name. Uh, he wrote a book about the first U.S. black uh, hockey player. It's going to be uh, what was it? turned into a movie. Oh, black Ice. What was the book called? Hey, get the hell out of the league. Well, that was this was back in the early 80s, so you can imagine the racial taunts. Of oh, yeah. So this guy's the Jackie Robinson of the NHL? Never got the credit, but uh, Willie O'Ree was the first black player. Uh, but Val James was the first uh, black American player. And he, you know, it's where was the first guy Canadian? I think he was from Canada. The uh, that guy must have taken some serious abuse. Yeah. In those oh Canadian yeah. They uh, they're lucky they don't play in Europe because uh, they'd be th- the soccer games. They throw bananas on the field. Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, I'm just trying to read a quote from the book. Uh, by the way, it's available on Amazon for you, uh, 
for you guys. Uh, this is from a coach. So I'm just going to read a passage from the book. Okay. okay. It's, it's just a paragraph. Looks paragraph. like you're on the first page. First page. It's more <laughs> of a fourth. All right. Uh, through the tears, Val could see the angry mob that blocked the path of the Buffalo team bus. He saw the spider web splintering of the front windshield, the result of a hurled beer bottle. And he heard the shouted demands of the mob. Jesus. Send out the beep word. Right. I don't, Let's just say words that rhyme with bigger. So, it, so Buffalo's we're wow. gonna, we're actually doing a show. That's a good segue. Yeah. Buffalo in March. No, we'll be there on the that, may, that we may recreate that scene. Weekend of the twenty sixth. Well, where are you guys at? Of March. I think Helium with Steve Renazizi. With Steve Renazizi. Uh, league. That's pretty crazy, and that was in the 80s. Yeah, I mean, that was basically uh, when he was called up uh, to the Buffalo Sabres. And this was all in the parking lot of the Denny's uh, in Buffalo? What team was he on? Maybe they were just so pro Sabres that they, you know. Well, he was in, uh, he had a couple cups of coffee with the Buffalo Sabres, Toronto Maple Leafs, and, uh, you know. Uh, that was the hometown fans. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a rude welcoming. Also, that bus, what kind of bus's windshield cracks with a beer bottle? Was it a frozen beer bottle? I mean, I wasn't there, but uh, you know, probably. It sounds like you're the one who threw the beer bottle. <laughs> well, I was the one that said send out the. No, I'm just I heard you had uh, your driver take it out there. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, you well, Mr. Skankle, I don't know if I like to be hanging out here right now. <laughs> how, gonna, how long are you gonna let that beard grow out? I'm, uh, you know, uh, I'm doing a, a parody of Homeland uh, within the next week oh, or two. Oh, Mandy Potemkin? Yeah. Is that what you... Yeah. Uh, did you, you dye your hair? Right? Your top, yeah. the hair on your head? Yeah. Okay. Why did you think? Just because he has a gray patch in the beard? I just thought he had gray or hair on the... For no, some no reason I mean, I, I got like one or two grays, you know, throughout, but, you know, I'm, I'm secure with my homosexuality, uh, heterosexuality. <laughs> hi -ho. Uh, Are you really doing a Homeland spoof? Or yeah, that? yeah. So uh, That's why you have the beard? Yeah. What? Uh, How long did you know you were gonna do it for? Like months? Um, He's been playing it out since season one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I, who do I look like in the cast of Homeland? You know, it's a hot show. Well, Claire Danes a little bit when you shave. No, no, we got uh, another girl coming in for the uh, Claire Danes part. Is this is this a big girl production? Um, yeah, it was. Uh, no, no, me and uh, the great uh, Whitney Rice. Uh, it's a collaboration, and oh, then wow. her her friend Kathleen wrote the script. So and, uh, Kathy, can What's we up, talk? Kathy? about So you're not together anymore, right? Or are you, are you together? I don't know. Who are you talking about? Whitney? We're, we're friends. Okay. You still collaborate? Yes, we collaborate. Okay, okay. You're collaborators. You know, we were always just friends and uh, okay. hanging out. And, okay. Uh, you know, and, and that's that's the frustrating thing about L.A. comedy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the beeper. Oh, Jeez. Let the me tell you something, brother. You play with fire. Be careful. You might get burned. Jeez. All right. Dude. So, look, you're a paid regular at the comedy yeah, store now. Yeah, congratulations. It took you 32 years. <laughs> uh, 31. 31, but you Read made it. it. Is it. Was it worth it? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, and you guys have, by the way, given me two of my best intros. Yeah. It's of course. You know, you gave me uh, the greatest intro talking about my shit spackled <laughs> toilets. <laughs> that crowd. audience knew that if they had to take an emergency dump, that they probably wouldn't drive down to your apartment. Yeah. And the crowd was looking at me like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> what, what, what did you say? Did you address it or did you just go uh, You know, I just kind of went into my uh, OJ uh, index. 
<laughs> you wanted Hasselhoff getting outacted by a Trans Am. I'm a pr- hello. That's Good, right. You know. And then I brought you up yeah. as this guy gets boners when we watch the UFC together. <laughs> <laughs> like the five people from Nebraska in the front row are looking at me like I'm some kind of a weird humanoid. There were five. The people good news there? is, yeah, it was like a four to five people. So we yeah, only ruined yeah. your name in front of like nine people total. That's all good. But, you know, it's... Uh, How was that 9 o'clock spot? Do you feel the heat? Uh, well, I was be, a little nervous because op- Adam was watching. Opening yeah. can be rough there. It can. Opening anywhere is rough, but there it's just, like, so cold. Did you do the Cosby material I off did. the bat? It was such a good crowd. There was, like, 35 people there. and, and oh, That's Adam, a lot for... What night was this? Uh, I think it was Tuesday. The club's that's hopping now. That's a ton now. for Tuesday. The club's hopping now. Back though. in the day, that was, like, seven people. Yeah. I had to uh, do oh. it. Sometimes we wouldn't be able to start the show on time. We wouldn't start till ten o'clock. Back when there was different leadership, Argus would have he had more power and he could complain if you did stuff that he found uh in a like too edgy. <laughs> so he had to really watch what you said. Well, he did he talk case. to you when you brought him up like you were on the Tonight Show? He likes to like, yeah. give you a quick combo like, that was some good stuff. All right, then. Like gives you a yeah, handshake. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I said, hey, man, it's a real honor bringing you up. And he like stopped me and uh, like uh, said some nice things. And, uh, you know, I was just, you know, Adam was watching the whole set because I think he was trying to see, okay, I know Earl can go on late night and goof around. I want to see what he can do. Like, yeah, he's grooming you. Well, I don't think that. But He's I, grooming you. You're like a, you're gonna be the hot young talent in town. <laughs> I don't know about young. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just. Uh I think he is grooming you. I don't think he's grooming me. I just think I saw him shaving your pubes once in the back <laughs> yeah, kitchen. That's what I mean. <laughs> oh, he's grooming me. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah we yeah, do yeah. do that. No, yeah. I think he is grooming you to be like the next big Earl Delia, the next big fifty-year-old comic. <laughs> 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 that's the name of Earl's book. <laughs> Hey man, Earl uh, the Optimist hey, guy to be Rod, the next big Roddy Dangerfield. Yeah, Roddy did one out of ten million comics in <laughs> yeah. the fifties. Uh, Can we hear uh, Leslie Jones? Yeah, she's forty-seven. I mean, you yeah, know, uh, and you, I mean, and you've got your new catchphrase. Which wh- is <laughs> I don't know what my new catchphrase. <laughs> I is. I can't get enough cock. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's in, in the developmental. Uh, hey, I can't get enough cock. <laughs> I'm hanging out in the shower hey. the other day. This guy's got a dick. He won't even let me suck it. I can't get enough cock. Or you can just say, my cock can't get no respect. My cock can't get no respect. And then you pull out your jeans. Yeah, you're like, I'm taking five hot rods today. Uh, My dick didn't even get that hard. I can't get, my cock can't get no respect. My cock can't get hard anymore. No, I found, uh, you know, some. You found uh, Jesus? I, uh. Jesus Trejo? Famous uh, comic? I've uh, found some new supplements. that. Uh, oh, really? What do you got? Legal or illegal? Is this, all legal. Is all this legal. from Cuba since we might be opening up uh, trade again with them? No, no. I uh, found a, uh, a pill at the Hustler store at a defined uh, It's definitely uh, approved. Does the Hustler store have a produce section? <laughs> <laughs> like Earl gets his ch- bananas there, and they're oddly all circumcised. You literally... You're like the most L.A. guy I've ever met in my entire life. I don't think I am at no, all. No, no, but like not in the like the douchey, stereotypical way, but you really are L.A. What do you, you mean? Sum it up. He shit stops at the Hustler store? Yeah, but everywhere. He knows that. All, he's, he's been to every club on the Strip. Oh, yeah. And he's that living this. Yeah, I mean, he grew, he grew up here. Yeah. He's you having know. Bobby Brown over. Well, it is. You know, I do get... Uh, not Bobby Brown, the not uh, the singer or yeah. the makeup person, but Bobby Brown, the girl from the Cherry Pie video on Warrant. She's yeah. my, my cherry, cherry pie, pie. cool like drink of water. 
Well, I don't know if that was that one. Was, there's, there's no talk of pussy in that. That was like the B it, side. Was. That was the B side version. Yeah. Well, that was a tough uh, interview. My cherry pie. Push the hair to the side. <laughs> Lick the pussy up and down. Yeah. Smell my butthole. <laughs> Isn't that how it goes? No. Turn me around. I don't. That's supposed to be an alternate lyrics. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's what we we do a Danish show, karaoke night. We do you know songs yeah. like that. We sing all kinds of songs. Have you ever had Mark Maron on the show? Because you've had this Mark Maron book here for about two years now. You know, I I want to ask him, but I I, I don't really. Uh, I'm you know I'm sure he wouldn't come on. <laughs> Maybe he would. I don't know. We, I, mean, I doubt it. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just saying, because he has his own show, so I don't know if he. But he yeah, would just have you, you on. He would have you on his. Why Maybe you he? bring your podcast equipment. And also record it. <laughs> That'd be cool. Just they like whatever a double live album. Yeah. yeah, be sweet. We do. Uh, we do a karaoke version of uh, "In the Air Tonight" by Phil Collins. Yeah, it's a great scene in Miami Vice. Yeah, <laughs> and the Hangover. We call it uh, "In the In My Hair Tonight" about chewing gum and falling asleep. <laughs> oh, I thought it was about my version is about jizzing. Yeah, well, it's, it's I can't see it spurting out of your big hard Jewish cock. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Watch uh, out! <laughs> I, I did jizz in a girl's hair once, and she uh, she took it surprisingly well. I she probably, probably didn't have anything to do. I think I was going day. for the titties, and I just uh, you know sometimes you just yeah. do like you over jump you over jump the long jump pit, and <laughs> you're just like. Didn't think that was gonna happen. Sometimes, if the was she jerk jerking you off? No, nah, the, the guy was the guy was jerking. Because one time, uh, I had a girlfriend and she, I she pulled didn't out. It, she didn't aim it down. I think she squeezed it too hard and then let go, <laughs> and then it just fucking shot right up her nose. You know what that's called? That's called uh, the, the last piece, of, last bit of toothpaste. You just get it. You get that perfect squeeze. You just squeeze. Girl seems a little either out. turned on or disgusted by this conversation. I'm sorry. Let's clean it up. Yeah, yeah guys, have some class. Man. I uh, watch I a like lot of Miami Vice. Great. <laughs> tell you that it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, uh, except for the fact that he's driving a Ferrari Daytona Spider that's actually on a Corvette chassis, and it looks like shit. I don't like that they're. Uh, it's a mixed race partnership. That did always bother me until. The 2000s when I realized it was socially acceptable. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the first three seasons, uh, some of the best TV. Uh, is it? I mean, is it edgy at all? I haven't seen really I mean, much not of it. by today's standards. But they would show, like, chicks You can bikinis. see, like, you can see a young Bruce Willis, a young Steve Julie Buscemi, Roberts. a young Ed O'Neill. Uh, Ed O'Neill, a great role. I was watching that uh, Al Pacino movie about a gay serial killer. Cruising? Yeah, and Ed O'Neill was uh, very oh, young. Oh, yeah. Ed O'Neill was in that. Yeah. You Ed O'Neill's also an MMA enthusiast. He's he, trained by the Gracies. He's black belt by, I think, Rory and Gracie. And he hates, he hates the fact, he hates the USC because they basically took the Gracies like, well, He's not a big fan. He's no, no, I'm it. saying, yeah, they kind of took the Gracie. The Gracie's no, hold a bit too much of a grudge over it. In his opinion, yeah. in the Gracie's opinion, the UFC took the Gracie's concept of Let's put all the martial arts together, and and, and Al Bundy doesn't like where the sports is. have evolved. He's like, we saw an interview with him. He's like, you could punch through a barn door with the gloves they wear. And we're like, eh, it's not really true. <laughs> I don't know about that. They're I mean, you know, I just don't think the Gracies or some of them had good business sense. They also the Fertitas uh, put fifty million dollars into the UFC before it turned a profit. Yeah, so I mean, you got to. I don't uh, know if the Gracies had. That's like the guy who. 
complains about some fucking like, hey, Walmart stole my idea of putting a bunch of shit in a store. There's a family in my town of wrestlers, and their name is the Greasies, and they're just like this <laughs> <laughs> real white trash. But they're like all very good at wrestling. There's, a, there's a wrestling group in my town, jujitsu guys. They're called the Feces. <laughs> really? Yeah. Fred I, Feces? Yeah. Are you guys running bits <laughs> on the podcast? Yeah, I'm doing some stuff I'm going to do yeah, later some tonight. New, some new material. Come on, man. I mean, you know. I thought we just entered into like where you play the jingle. New material. Well, hey, you didn't bring any questions to the interview, <laughs> so we just got to go off on our own, man. Yeah, but man, this is, you know how this podcast... What do you want to talk about? Kathy yeah. Lewis? Let's get it started. You know this podcast, how it operates. I've it's never just... heard it. I've never heard an episode, <laughs> <laughs> even the ones that we were on, I never listened to. Let's talk about Ka- the great Kathy Lewis, where she is. <laughs> but I mean, a lot of people... Uh, oh, Fargus, <laughs> can you give me my cut of the door? <laughs> it's an honor being on our uh, podcast. One time we car- called our... Comedian friend Mark Ellis. He was uh, working the phone. phone. The Schmoes knows. And so he called his Kathy Lewis. Who speaks like we just spoke. She's a comedian. She's a hard problem. No, she's dating a blind woman. Oh, okay. And uh, so we called and I said, Hey, Mark, this is Kathy Lewis. My sister's going to be calling. She wants to come to the show. (laughs) And then I called, Hey, this is Kathy Lewis's sister, Brenda. And uh, Kathy said I could get free tickets to the show. I want to know if... If my father calls in, if he can get tickets too. <laughs> Shockingly, about 15 calls later, just <laughs> like that, Mark Ellis lost his mind and said, I know it's you, David Shadow. You cut the shit. I mean, you guys had a perverted sense of humor. <laughs> perverted? <laughs> Perverse? No. We have a healthy one. We would fuck Come around. From years a little bit. of <laughs> neglected abuse. <laughs> <laughs> from Tommy? No. Oh, wow. Childhood. <laughs> Well, wow. I mean, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, Tommy? I haven't had you. I don't think you guys have been um, on since his uh, since his departure. Uh, is it something you talk about a lot? To the since uh, his the retirement, fans, the fans of the show know. Yeah, yes, they. Uh, I okay. did a whole uh, episode about uh, Tommy's. Uh, what was the feedback on the episode? Uh, very good, because on one hand, I had Matt Edgar. Who is was, he pro? Uh, well, he wasn't necessarily pro, but I thought this is a guy that Tommy. Uh, Groom seemed to gr- want to uh, take under his wing. He was like, he was hit yeah. him to er, Tommy and Matt Edgar's relationship was similar to you and, and eBay. E- e- oh, I don't know about that because he's grooming you. I don't think he's grooming me. I mean, it's just me. He sees something and he's Adam's special. boys with Norm McDonald. Who does he put her with? David Spade and. They're starting up a, like a new yeah. a, a SNL. I don't, I don't. Well, I don't know about that. It's but. like a seniors division SNL. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like the, uh, I don't know what you would call it. Not the, it's like the something pack, but I can't think of something. That <laughs> the <lies>. whack pack. <laughs> no. The jacked pack. Yeah. Only you though. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. So, and then I had Amy Hawthorne, who was kind of uh, in the middle. You know, she okay. used to work at the comedy store. She, uh, yeah, and so Left, she was was fired so, unceremoniously. So Edgar was like a right wing, no, Tommy no, conservative, and no, then he, he had some. Uh, he, he spoke out against Tommy on certain things. Okay. And you were the anti. Uh, yeah, more or less, <laughs> but I don't think I said anything that was untrue. What'd you say? Well, I, I said I don't think Tommy was a very good talent coordinator. But how dare you? You know. How dare you say that? He had you some of the best or... hand-eye talent coordination ah. this town's ever seen. My thing was, I didn't understand why anybody looked at that guy at authority position at all. Like to us, he is always a joke. But you, you, you had the 
He was. A we guy, didn't play any game with Tommy. So he was a guy got... who, I mean, he got hired off the street to work the comedy store booth. He had no real background oh. in it. Um, and, wow. you know, it's just tough. Like, back on the Ultimate Fighter show, there was a season where Matt Sarah was a coach, and he hated this other guy, Mark Lehman, who's a famous – I don't know if he's fat. He's a big jujitsu guy. Big guy and his it's tough because Layman was an expert in one particular area. But Sarah's my point is, is Sarah's problem with the guy is Layman was criticizing Sarah and he goes, Have you ever fought in a fight? And the guy goes, No, I've only done grappling. And he goes, Well, you're like a to me, you're a swim teacher who's never been in a pool. Which to me, Tommy, just it's but hard to me, know the game when you're just the some analogy guy. I would make is if Matt Sarah ran into a guy who used to work at T-Birds in Florida, and then that guy started telling Matt Sarah how to fight. <laughs> and he goes, look, you're not even a jiu-jitsu coach. You were working at T-Birds in Florida. But I know the game. You're telling okay. me how to fight? You got to work out your omaplata beats. Okay. <laughs> your rear naked choke. <laughs> I got to like tighten it up. You're training with black people. Okay. <laughs> you got to <laughs> stop rolling with... <laughs> Yeah, we were, I mean, we weren't ever big fans of, of Thomas Morris. We kind of butted heads. I mean, him. for me, I we uh, I always just thought it was one huge hilarious joke that anyone gave that guy any power at all. Oh yeah, I mean. and he yielded his small corner of power, you know, like a fucking dictator a little bit. He was delusional and a lunatic. I mean, bottom line, he was a, he delu- was crazy. a, d- a delusional a lunatic. But I mean, he was passing certain people uh, for giving him, you know, uh, let's just say certain things. Yeah. Are you are you for are you with us or against us? Like but he wasn't that crazy because he was passing people for giving us drugs. For him drugs. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Said. I saw it. It wasn't allegedly. Let's protect. <laughs> let's protect the Earl. The Earl. Inappropriate Earl. OK. Uh, well, you, have, you have lawyers, right? Yeah, but I, you know, I'm. He is dirty, dirty Jeff and Big Dick Lenny are upstairs. The law team. I'm assuming Tommy <laughs> doesn't have access to the lawyers. I do, but I'd like to keep it real. Okay. Just, okay. You know, I mean, uh, well, I think he's landed on his feet. From what I've heard, he's doing a great open mic on Sunset Boulevard where he plays the guitar between headlights. Yeah, comedy. which is what every comedy show needs. Every alive, I've been to shows where like you have Chappelle, Louis C.K., Chris Rock, and I hear the crowd leaving. That was a funny show. Where was the guitar between? Yeah, where was the uh, <laughs> where was the where was the balding guy? blonde woman to play <laughs> Freebird or whatever the fuck? Where was the played? white guy with greasy uh, straw hair playing the guitar wow. and ranting like a madman? Where was the guy? Oh, Al, gotta tell you about Steph. <laughs> so oh, and yeah. uh, we once did. I think we've talked about it on this show before. We did a comedy roast. Uh, we came out of retirement. Let, let's delve back into that because some fan we, we got some new fans. Okay, here. welcome aboard, new fans. This is oh, they just tuned in just now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is this the point where new fans jump in? Yeah, you know we just jump. But come on in, the water's fine. How many listeners do you have? I mean, I know on um, SoundCloud uh, each episode I average about fifteen hundred listens. Okay, that's you know, yeah. uh, and there's others. Rat. Uh, he, he's got like close to 4,000 listens. Uh, Fred Corey already is close to 1,500 in, in like five days. Wow. Uh, you know, t- uh, Tony Katane's got about, you know, t- close to 3,000. So, but well, what about d- 80s rock legends, Danish? You know, yeah, you know? we're 80s. You guys, icons. the first one you guys did, uh, over 1,000. And then uh, you, you guys averaged about 1,000. But then the other one, you sound like, <laughs> sound like one was like 1,400 and one was 600. I, and then uh yeah, they all, you know, I'll take all right. it. Yeah. <laughs> I 
you know, guess, I don't know what's I going on. I guess my residual checks are going to be smaller than I thought. Well, you know, they're going to be a lot smaller than you thought. I mean, so you know. Back in the day, back to the meat of the new so you're doing the the roast? Back in the day, we were roast. asked to do a roast of the comedy store general manager, a guy by the name of Dean the Nightmare Gelber. Because you guys are known, or like you guys. We're known ball busters. Which was uh, created a legend at the comedy store potluck open mic night because you guys would host a lot. Right? We were, we for also worked there for years yeah. and we hosted there for years. So we, 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 I would argue we know the place in that time period better than anyone around. Absolutely. We were working there like five days a week at some point. And that's fairly unheard of to full time it at that I worked hall. every position in that place except for manager. Now, were you guys the uh, and waitress and bartender only yeah. host of potluck, or just uh, you you did it? A we lot. came up through it. We came up through the system. We're the last of the guys that got chosen out of the potluck to work there, and with then, like any sort of scru- like being scrutinized. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, they just hand it off to any Tom, Dick, or Harry. Now it's like a back then you had to go up in hired. front of Mitzi like fifteen times just to get a piece of shit she minimum fire wage you job and. You'd have shortness of breath on stage when she was in the room. Oh, I, I don't. Uh, she would eat popcorn with a fucking candle, and you could just hear that. You could just feel her negativity. Yeah. In the room, just froze. And Tommy's uh, in the booth. Have you seen the movie Whiplash? Uh uh-uh. uh. Tommy's a lot like J.K. Simmons in Spoiler Whiplash. alert. <laughs> <laughs> so they asked us to do this roast, and we thought it would be a good idea. <laughs> to do some roast jokes with Dean Gower, but also... And Francesca Hilton showed up because she thought it was a real roast. <laughs> they said they were roasting a pig. <laughs> she volunteered to be the pig. Well, I'm, and that, if that's the case, I'm sure Fat James was loitering around. <laughs> so we decided to get some uh, some shots off at Tommy Morris. We said, hey, why not? A lot of the comics will be there. We dedicated about 80% of uh, our set. And we came out with some hard hitters. And at the end of the set, we uh, dedicated a bit to Gallagher, and we slammed huge watermelons. They exploded on the all stage. over. Earl's touching okay. his wiener. What you, okay. Um so no what the, give, give the audience a tasty of like some of the things you said about. Tom well, I, since you don't want to get lawyers, it'd probably be best if we don't repeat some of the material. We didn't. You didn't. We alleged some of them that were he was, allegations. We alleged that he was a racist, uh, which a lot of black comedians came up to us after, almost tearfully, thanking us because yeah. the pr- the thing was we hadn't done comedy like two years prior, like prior to this roast, so we didn't really give a fuck if anything happened to us. We we weren't trying to get spots, so it didn't really matter. So we could say what people wanted to say but couldn't say. And so we kind of, we were the people's champs. Yeah, we had nothing left to lose. But what, you know, the uh, playing the devil's advocate here, people might say that those black comics were just making up stuff because they weren't getting spots. They could well, say that. Or you they could would say be that, or you could have worked with Tommy and heard him firsthand <laughs> rant about all kinds of insane shit. So you're saying basically that... Uh, I worked t- with Tommy pretty closely. So let me get that. Let me ask the question this way. Uh, uh, you're saying that uh, Tommy had some interesting views on uh, society. Yeah. To say the least. <laughs> yes, I would say that. And Interest- I interesting in quotation. I wouldn't actually call them interesting. I would say he had some <laughs> odd views. 
<laughs> maybe, I, I, there was maybe, nothing interesting about them. racially charged. Yeah, racially charged views on okay. society. And put I an mean, equal these sign. Out, these, this is alleged. I'm just if alleging. In, if you find racially charged commentary interesting, then yes, they were very interesting. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think uh, during Michael Richards set at the Laugh Factory, Tommy gave him an applause break? Tommy, Tommy uh, called and said, you can have a spot here any time. He actually really did do that. I think that's true. Yeah, well. Yeah. Oh, really? I think that is true. I don't know <laughs> if it had anything to do with the race, but he was like reaching out like, hey, if, if you burn a bridge over there, you can finish. If you burn a cross over there, you can come over here anytime you want. And I heard his accounting methods were very irregular. Me too, yeah. We, we, uh, we we'll also, leave it at that. We'll leave we it also that. alleged that in the roast, which was not very talked about publicly if I, if until I, that time. If I could uh, just say, like, allegedly, uh, he sat me down and had a long conversation about the methods in which you can sometimes fatten your pockets. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. All alleged. This is all allegations that are being thrown around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, uh, by the way, this, uh, this is. Hey, we don't have any firsthand accounts. <laughs> <laughs> not like, not like a guy in here had this conversation with him. Yeah, we here at uh, Inappropriate Earl are not responsible for any <laughs> guest <laughs> comments. Inappropriate Earl <laughs> has agreed to uh, take any legal fees which I may <laughs> incur and apply them to the show's budget. Well, you know, we're That's on a cool. shoestring budget here, you know, but uh, <laughs> I got to go off topic here. You have one of the finer CD and VHS collections I've seen in a long time. <laughs> but I think you're not doing this the VHS justice because I think people Said think justice? I think they think that the VHS are actually the tapes that he bought with the movies on them. No, these are tapes that he's recorded <laughs> off of the TV and he puts like the side he does marker have two. on it. He has a What goes in the separate VHS tree? Is that like the best of the best? Over yeah, that's the elite of the Wh elite. Where's your beta <laughs> tape uh, shelf? Well, I've got an 8-track uh, tape. You have a reel-to-reel -reel section? I can't see it on display. I have a you, laser disc. Are you showing stag films in your basement? No, no. I, I actually once bought a $1,000 uh, disc player just to watch one scene in The Idol Maker. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't you get like it in another format? Because it wasn't in uh, any other format at that time. What the I, hell is the Idol? Idol Maker is a great movie, and you could. Uh, What's was, it about? Was it worth that purchase? Yeah, it was actually. And what year was this? Uh, Idol Maker came out in 1980, and uh, which kind of fits the theme of the podcast. Each podcast, I try and expose a uh, undervalued movie or what. Okay, thing. who's in it? Uh, Ray Sharkey. Who uh, died okay. of AIDS? He was also in Wise Guy, uh, the yeah. TV show, and uh, uh, Peter Gallagher, I guess, would be the most well-known guy. Yeah. And, uh, wow. Uh, what's it about? It's the real life story, I think, of the guy who found uh, Fabian, and he was basically a star maker. Okay. Uh, and uh, it starts out he he uh, finds this uh, guy playing music in some shitty New Jersey nightclub, and he. So he gets in the right clothes, and 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 he basically created this idol. So okay. that's why they call him the idol maker. The guy leaves him, you know, when he got too big, and he has to find another uh, teen sensation, and that's Peter Gallagher, who was a busboy, and he creates another. Do they have sex in it? No, there was no Jerry Sandusky. Uh, <laughs> that's what I thought the scene was uh, you paid for. Although Marsha Brady is in it has a really briefly has a uh, kind of a horny Harvey Levin type. TMZ reporter, and I think she ends up. Was she hot back then? Yeah, I mean, she's 1980, so she was like 20, whatever. What year did you buy the laser disc? 
2014, and uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, hey, uh, <laughs> uh, this is about probably like 1997. Do you still have okay. it? I so a thousand dollars then was probably like fifteen. Well, a laser disc was. Uh, I I uh, I bought the laser disc at uh, Good Guys on La Cienega, which is now I think like not even there anymore. And uh, I bought the uh, laser disc at Virgin Records store. And so, what was the scene that you had to see? Like you couldn't see this on VHS. No, because it wasn't out in VHS. What? Oh, I don't make it was only on Laserdisc. <laughs> yeah, now it's like a cult movie. How did you know? You so like you I saw, saw the movie, movie on like cable, and so you know. wanted just you had a hunkering for this. It's one. a great hunkering. song called "Here Is My Love." That's and what you wanted to hear. Yeah, yeah. And Who so, sang that? Uh, well, you know, uh, not the actor who's in the scene, but yeah, but who's just, the actual? Uh, I think his name was uh, Tommy. Uh, no, no, something. Tommy Two Tone. Tommy Morris. No. Uh, well, wow. here is my love. Yeah. Wow. Oh, the big headed T birds. I love what, it. What are on these videos? Is hockey? The hockey fight tapes. You have some early UFC fights. Any wrestling? Some pro wrestling. Scott Hall's return to ECW. Do you watch them ever? Uh, not really. <laughs> okay. You just like to know they're there. What do you, real quick, what are you going to do about this TV situation? Are you going to call the TV repairman? <laughs> well, I'm really, uh, I'll probably go down to uh, Paul's big screen uh, tomorrow, which is by foreplay, the strip club. So I'll kill two birds with one stone. Have you? Has this ever happened to this TV? Yeah, and then you got to, uh, by the bulb it's a you know it's basically oh. the bulb burnt out but it was it, it's time because if you've ever watched the ufc fight at my house yeah it looks like everybody has jaundice <laughs> it's a green screen yeah even the direct tv guy came over because i got a new uh box uh, receiver he's like why do you have your your tv set to night vision <laughs> was that what he doing did you, with ha- did you have that guy on the podcast uh, he's on next week was he doing some <laughs> shtick or was that a real question you know it was a lot of chit chat with that guy of are course y- with him it was a little chit and a lot of chat hey oh are you going to uh buy the tv first then go to foreplay Br- bring to the tv in with you buy the tv at foreplay and just are you, you know, buying a tv or just the bulb well, I, you know, the you screen's go done, so... Uh, can we break it right now, live on air? You guys can have it if you want. <laughs> we have, we just put what it does that weigh, like a thousand pounds? It's pretty heavy. It looks heavy. That thing would be sweet. Well, it, you know, I mean... It, There's it, no... I mean, that that thing's donezo. Oh, that was weak. It wasn't even worth it. Dutter, man. Real ass. dutter. So, you know, uh, that's what I'll be doing tomorrow afternoon. So a new flat screen, maybe? So you, you gotta, got a pretty full day. You gonna do the mount? <laughs> I got those curved ones now. Yeah, which are pretty sweet. They're not that, that expensive. I mean, uh, but I want to go to a place like Best Buy. You can just buy it and walk out with it. But I want some. You want one like, that you can, and those curved ones you can see from any angle. So wherever you're getting a blowjob from Croy to this room, <laughs> you can watch. <laughs> that I don't know TV. who you're talking about, but I- anyway. Uh, speaking of blowjobs and get you getting a boner, did you see the Gustafson fight? I did uh, against uh, Anthony uh, Rumble Johnson. What were your thoughts? Heartbreaking, man. O'Neal's well, devastated. I mean, you got to, uh, you know, I didn't think Johnson could uh, penetrate <laughs> Gustafson's <laughs> reach. I thought, you know, you didn't think you got even uh, penet- Look, Gustafson got. It was just sad. He was owed that title shot. Then he was injured. 
then they gave it to Cormier, but then Jones got injured. Then when they were both healthy, they should have just made the Gustafson fight. Then he fought a dude, whipped he, him. He then he had to fight another fucking but I guy. Think, I think he could have done the I'm not fighting until I get my title shot, but then he, he just could have been waiting forever. So he But then that. it seemed like the Johnson fight, Dana made him take. Well, they, well he made like him that. fight Jimmy. Uh, I'm not going to say his name right. Jimmy Manaway, Manawa, Manuar. He's no manure. He's no easy fight. I mean, he killed yeah. him. He's got heavy he hands, but he's not very well rounded. So you know, but now it's Anthony Johnson's got very heavy hands, but he's got no gas. So if Jones can just last, but no one's a as while. big as Johnson. <laughs> well, Overeem might be in that uh, mix. Yeah, I think Johnson heavy take- weight. Over him coming down to 205. <laughs> he's is. talking about the size of his Johnson. Oh, yeah. okay. he's got a big Johnson. <laughs> so, but there's some good fights at 205 now because now you have uh, Rumble against Jones, Cormier against Gustafson. Yeah. The winner gets a rematch. Did you know, um? Did you watch the Henderson fight of him? Just sad man. Dude, he's got to get out. But they no, keep he won't. He won't. He, he goes. Hey, I'm not gonna let this uh, affect my career at 185. <laughs> Getting knocked the fuck out. Didn't, By the he way, lose, we, didn't he lose his eyelid? We have, uh, severed his eyelid. So his eye, he couldn't see out of his, one of his eyes because his eyelid just kept dropping down <laughs> and covering it. <laughs> but he's like, I'm not going to let this affect me. Even Musasi stopped. Like, he was like, hey, man, this guy's going to be brain dead. Because I think they're friends or like they're, they're oh, they know each other? acquaintances. So like, like, hey, Musasi man. was like pointed at his eye to the ref and was like, hey, this guy's eye's fucking falling apart. <laughs> and the ref didn't stop it. And Hendo's like, no, no, come on, Dude, man. Speaking of late stoppages, they let Gustafson get pounded. Oh, yeah. But, you know, but it was his no- hometown. They wanted to see if he could come back. There's no way that ref was going to, with 30,000 people there, I mean. Uh, at the Ikea Dome. That's, uh, that, that's. That was There's a lot on the line, too. Everybody wants to see Jones Gustafson. Yeah, well, that's gone now he was bawling after i felt terrible for him so those swedish meatball head fans oh yeah they could care less about gustafson taking at least six extra shots (laughs) that one uppercut where his head like almost fell off his body looked like a pez dispenser literally the front of his neck almost ripped off and his head almost his hair almost touched his vertebrae it looked like ron goldman on the night of june 12th looked like uh looked like some jesus christ come on too soon Never too soon. It looked like uh, a double-jointed porn star I saw once giving a crazy blowjob with these neck movements. I mean, <laughs> I haven't seen head movement like that since that gay porn I watched. <laughs> Striker's Island. Last night? Oh, <laughs> Striker. Jeff oh, Striker. Hey. Huge dick. And he's like, hey. I find it odd that you know, A, the guy's name, two, <laughs> that he has a big dick. Well, hey, have you the- heard him? He goes, hey, I'm a uh, Striker. Is he gay? Well, he, he might be gay to he play. Al- he won't say because you've seen him in gay porn too. I saw him on that pornocopia. Remember HBO? Oh yeah, that? you know who he is too. So he uh, he won't uh, say whether he's straight because I think gay guys sometimes like the fact that maybe the he's straight. The ambiguity. Yeah. Well, but you get like, uh, paid more. I think it, it's a like a, a, n- a niche. Uh, they call it if you're straight, but you'll do it. like they need John to, Holmes did one. They need to pay you more for the medication you may accrue for some of the. Well, uh, that's Stuff. why I don't wear a condom. You can be gay for pay, you're gay. You're just gay. Have you ever, Errol, have you ever been gay for pay? I mean, you know. Uh, Isn't that how you got into the movie Benchwarmers? No, no. I uh, I, uh, <laughs> I read uh, up here. Uh, I read uh, up uh, for the scene. I read, I read. Right now, Errol, is, what are you texting? No, no. I got a uh, interesting text just now, but, you know. Well, who is it? What from? is it? 
you know, just people wanting. Was like, it from Comedy Legend? Boon Shakalaka. Boon Shakalaka. Have you had him on the podcast? No, no, he's too much of a wild card, man. At least I can, you know. You'd scare me scared he would steal some of your valuables. Yeah, yeah, he might m- move on my hockey fight tape collection. Or, or, you know, <laughs> we got to bring this podcast. We got to bring it to a, a crescendo. We got to get it at a high note. We've been meandering around. But that's the whole point, though. People, people yeah. I mean, the other episodes we did were were no meandering. We're laser focused. <laughs> people complain about my podcast, saying it just sounds like three dudes or two dudes or whatever talking, at a <laughs> or bar. two dudes and one guy <laughs> licking your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound kind of like that now that I think yeah, about it. Yeah, or two guys and then uh, <laughs> an old man <laughs> dipping his balls <laughs> in your mouth. Sounds like an old man talking hockey. But I don't uh, listen to other people's podcasts because I don't want to know what anyone else is doing. You don't want to steal from that. Yeah, I don't. Subconsciously. So I don't know. I don't think anyone follows my format, which is basically hit record and... And just let it fly. Let it fly and and hopefully people... you know, find it interesting and tell their friends or whatever. I mean, who's I t- your biggest fan? Can you z- z- laser in on one guy on Twitter? Is really you're like a fake. Isn't Earl like a? F- <laughs> There's like a fan of Earl Twitter uh, <laughs> handle. There is a gentleman named Twit Earl. I don't. It could be a girl for all I know. People think it's me. It's not. <laughs> um, you know, hey, I see every Friday <laughs> the friends of Earl, and we're we're often on there. Really, to follow, yeah. It's a, you know, uh, it's good to have the fan base. It's us, the great Carlos Herrera. Carlos Herrera, he's, he's a real Palmer. He's got a <laughs> web series coming in February. Does Rare. he with who? I think with Sandy Danto, and he's uh, a big uh, street artist now. Yeah, yeah, Kale, go Kale yourself. Kale yourself. Yeah. And uh, what's his street tagging name? Uh, I don't know. You'd have to. I think uh, it's uh, Big Barbara. Oh, it's possible. I mean, <laughs> cauliflower Johnny, I, uh, yeah, hot tub Johnny, wasn't that Dice's friend? Yeah. It was that we were just talking about him last night on the Fraser we're, Smith we're radio on the show. Fraser Smith, listen to Fraser Smith every Sunday from what 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. Show ninety-five point five KLOS, the he, beat. He won't have me on the show, but Earl, it, he'll have me on his hockey podcast. Nobody listens to. You go puck yourself with Joe Fartnick. Oh dear. <laughs> Come on, man. Seems hey. like they're all going down to Earl. <laughs> it's because he's sucking them up <laughs> like they're cocks on a fucking conveyor belt. He's <laughs> <laughs> just fucking sucking these farts down. You're like, I can't get enough old, of them. Old, uh, old Willy Wonker over there. With <laughs> yeah, his old Willy, belt of Willy Wanker at the <laughs> chocolate factory. <laughs> Starring Earl Skackle. Yeah, you're like, see, over here is where we have the chocolate dicks and the strawberry balls and the... The, pube, twiz, the Twizzler nips. Cotton pube candy. <laughs> <laughs> this is where old <laughs> Willie Wanker takes his shit in someone's mouth. I don't, yeah. even know do, I don't even know why I came here. <laughs> <laughs> you came here because no, Earl's, Earl's an idol maker, just like his favorite You movie. are. Am I a young Fabian? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I want to know where you see yourself in 10 years. Go. I'm going to ask this on everybody. I'll be 56. <laughs> <laughs> 56 years old. He's right. 56. He's going to be 56. Earl's <laughs> weeping right now. He's, He's crying. I'm sorry. It's not funny. I don't, cause it's so funny because I just don't see you as that. You know what I mean? Like, you're just Earl. You're the mayor of comedy. You're my one of the first guys I met when I moved out My dad's here. 52. 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just picture you as uh, always You're 30. forever young, dude. You're yeah. the original. Is that Rod Stewart who sang that shitty song? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Forever young. All right, so you're, f- you're going to be 57. 56. Mary. 56. Uh, headlining La Jolla with, uh, <laughs> I don't know, you know, Carlos Herrera and Matt Edgar. <laughs> maybe Jeff Altman. Yeah, I mean uh, Barry Sobel, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Are you? Will you still be playing uh, street hockey? I see a, a lot of you. Dom, that's uh, my current trophy from uh, this season. Why didn't you put it oh, up wow. with the others? You wanted there's no room. There's no room. I had to sit and make room for resilience. Are you the MVP? Uh, no, Seems like there's a lot of leading scorer titles here. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm. Uh, Who supplies the trophies? You? Do you pay for the trophies? <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, hey guys, do you guys? We need to have everyone in the league because he's, he's paying for the trophy. Hey, we got a lot of wins like, by those trophies. We saw YouTube. Was it YouTube footage we saw? Remember we watched Earl playing? Uh, yeah, yeah. The uh, oh, I watched it because you tweeted it out. The slow motion slap shot. Yeah, and I thought oh, that was just yeah. the average speed the guys in the league were running. <laughs> yeah, look like some older gentlemen out there. Although yesterday I almost got into a fight with a girl. So really, yeah. What happened? Why playing? Yeah, yeah, no, she's a. You let women play? Yeah, yeah, it's co ed. It's not really co ed. You're telling me there's black people in there. No. (laughs) (laughs) They they know where to draw the line. Uh, But I have heard the N word said in our league once. Jesus Christ. Twice, actually. What did it sound like when you had your mouth guard and saying it? (laughs) (laughs) It's fairly inaudible, but you knew you were saying it. Uh, So, what happened with this chick? You hit on her? No, no, we were down low. Did you high stick her the pussy? And she's a she's a defenseman and uh, defense woman, please. Yeah, defense woman. And uh, is she hot or just like a big burly? No, she, she's uh, very cute. Okay. And, uh, you know, she, petite. She cross checked me in the uh, you know arm. That's her name, petite. And uh, Michelle Petit. I've got like twelve of his jerseys up there. But anyway, uh, so she she checked you. We got into it, and then you know, like you know, I fuck you, fuck you, and then you know, I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I yeah, how old is she? Um, 51? She, in the early 20s. Did you apologize after? Not really. Is she but, pregnant? Uh, it's not by me. So she didn't get called for the cross-check? No, so I was like, yeah, listen, you're going to play like a dude. You're going to be treated like one out here. Cause, yeah. Uh, you know, a couple minutes earlier, she had... Uh, <laughs> you're like, take off your pants, let me suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't quite say that, but... Uh, you like I treat all dudes. <laughs> Put your dick through my face cage. Listen, uh, let me show you this dick pic. Listen, did you show her the dick pic? I've turned down more pussy than most comics up there have gotten. Brother. Is this Ric Flair? Rick Rude. Oh, Rick Rude. Rick Rubin. Do you remember a guy named uh, what was his name? Bad News Brown. Gary Hart was that Gary, his name? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that guy? Great manager in the uh, AWS. I was watching some YouTube videos of this guy last night. He's a bald guy. He's the a mustache. cop, cop mustache, and here's how the guy talked. Wait, you guys what, did, hear, what is this in? Is it some generic like AWA? Yeah, like a oh, minor right. league wrestling league. He was managing a guy named the Great Kabuki, I guess, some Asian man. Was the guy he like, like dressed in Kabuki theater? He, he like a almost like he was wearing a burka. Oh, and he's like, none of y'all can take the Great Kabuki. You know what I'm saying, brother? <laughs> like when you watch this, like this eight, this jive talking. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes was another guy who just did jive talk, very racially. What charged. about Hakeem? He was like the huge <laughs> white, you know, like Hakeem the African Dream, and he would do like jive yeah. hand motion. They <laughs> 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 said he was a white guy, known as the White Man Gang, but then he reinvented himself as being from Africa, and he had slick. The manager, who's another guy who spoke very racially, like, you know what I'm saying, brother? 
Well, that's the great thing about uh, an eighties Eddie Murphy movie character. The WWE is last week they did this whole fucking intro on MLK, like <laughs> you know, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Look at the black characters in. Wrestling. I don't know if they've had a black champion in there, have they? Uh, well, Tony Atlas. Well, uh, individually, no, no, I don't think Junkyard so. Junkyard Dog was never a champion. Never. But there's a guy. Junkyard, that was the guy who came to the ring with a, a chain around his neck. Yeah. And would get on all fours and bark like a dog. <laughs> like he was an animal. You know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, brother? <laughs> His, you know, do you remember Slick's song on the WWF album? Uh-uh. I'm a job so bro. A job so bro. <laughs> <laughs> It's insane. Well, he knows his fan base. But here's the crazy thing. is last week when King Abdullah died, 90-year-old uh, Saudi sheik, I got all fucking bummed out. Because I'm like, I don't know what you call this. It's not dyslexic. But I, I literally, just, sometimes I, I do see words like out of order. And uh, I thought Abdullah the Butcher died. <laughs> the great wrestler. Yeah. Who weighs about, he is some of the greatest side titties in pro wrestling history. Oh, that guy. Oh. oh. Oh, hey, your duck phone's ringing. Hey, wait, we've got Dan Henderson <laughs> yeah. on the duck phone. Dan, how are you, man? You all right from your fight in Sweden? <laughs> hey, hey you. You've, been, you've been a great 80s radio, we, morning uh, can radio. We, can we come on with Dan? Which, who's Dan that? Severn? Is it? No, no, no oh, Don, Don Fry. Don Fry. Yeah. He was great. Man. I'll tell you what, Earl. He's he, one of the first guests. Seems like you crush a lot Earl, of things There's here. no gay shit going on over here, is there? <laughs> Earl's my Well, I asked right. him. Uh, <laughs> Earl, I may have a mustache, but it, this ain't no dick tickler. This is right around. Uh, that was one of my fi- top five moments in inappropriate Earl. Earl history. He was sitting right where I usually sit. On your dog's head? Earl, is that a boner? I was. Uh, uh, I, I used to fight heavyweight. You didn't get any boners from my fights, did you? <laughs> this was right around. Is that a boner, Earl? The Michael Sam thing. So I said, hey, Don, what do you think about gay fighters? You know, Would you ever get in the ring with a gay fighter? Do you think about it a lot? And he's like, I was molested. I don't. Oh. He's like, oh. I didn't know. Like, Okay. <laughs> like, this is the wrong time to tell you that this is a gay said, podcast. I motive. will fuck you in the ass and put you in the camel clutch to humble you. So, oh, <laughs> speaking of this, you guys will love this. Can you have the Sheik on your podcast? I, you know, I, That's I a loose key. You might as well have Boone and the Sheik on together. Uh, Mayhem Miller was up at the comedy store the other night. What? Yeah. He's out of jail? And he was... Uh, he was acting bizarrely. But wait, how did he even fucking get out? Did he post? I mean, that bail had to have been huge. Let's watch what we say about him because we may run into yeah, him. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm no. just wondering he's how. he's a big, inappropriate Earl fan. I think he's, he's nice a good guy. guy. Very nice guy. I think he's, he's a nice guy. When I've met him, he's, he's misunderstood. Nice. Well, here's yeah. the thing. There was a fight. I, I just was wondering. I didn't know because there was that I heard he, uh, incident, and I don't know. There was know. a fight uh, and during the Black Show Tuesday night. Big brawl broke out. I've in, seen, in, really? I've, I've seen that happen there uh, on that night. Well, apparently... Uh, uh, the comic was on stage. This guy T.K. Kirkland, and then uh, a lot of T.K. Not uh, T.K. The Bringer Show guy, and some black dude. No, no, TK. but there's a lot of black what does this T.K. TK stand for? T.K. Carter. Uh, T.K. Carter, good, and uh, seems like old times. Yeah. Chevy Chase. I and know. this guy, he's great. He's the fucking he limo in, driver. He was in Ski Patrol, wasn't he? Is that T.K. Carter? No, that was David Naughton. Hot dog. No, that's Hot Dog the movie. Hot dog's great. I'm trying to get Peter Berg to come on. Uh, now here's a guy who's like, you know, big time producer now, and but he was an '80s actor. Yeah, he was in Aspen Extreme. Dude. Remember that he movie he did with? Remember the movie he did with Linda Florentine? Is that her name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he date a yeah. famous comic? Whitney. He, he dated Whitney Cummings. Yeah. Oh really? I don't know. A couple know. years. Correct. Um. Uh, so. How do you reach out to him? 
I just, you know, that's the thing. You know, people see uh, some of the guests I've had on, and I guess you'd say they were celebrities or whatever, and they're like, how'd you get this person on? Uh, I just I tweet them. Do you offer them food or drink? I did get Bobby Brown alkaline water. That's what you wanted? I said, hey, listen, do you have do you want anything to drink special? She's like, well, I, I'm on this diet. Can you give me some alkaline water? How does she look? Beautiful, man. She, I mean, you know, for a girl who's... Uh, you know, seen a lot of things in her life. Tawny Katane. Did you say if you were a heavyweight UFC fighter, I'd have a boner right now? I Listen, I love the heavyweights. <laughs> no, you I know. know me. I know you, yeah. The heavyweights so have... Heavier on the gang. One punch, knockout. You know, the fight could... Yeah, that's enough second. to get any heterosexual man's penis hard. So what happened with the fight? What? F oh, so uh, this other guy, Scruncho, apparently. <laughs> oh, Scruncho! He used to scare the fuck. Yeah, I used to work the back Scruncho, door of that man. show. Oh, you know? And that guy would yeah. scare the fuck Scruncho, out of me. Scruncho, man. He's a, he's a crip, right? A legend. Well, Alleged. who knows? He would come in with some colors flying, and they would always tell me, hey, because this show in the comedy store has its own security. It's, they rent out the main room of the comedy store, the biggest room there, and they would their security guys would say, hey, the Danish, you work the back door. Don't let these guys come back. Make them go around to the front, which was basically them signing my death warrant. I like how you're telling me this, this story. I know this story. I know. But are you I'm telling it to I Earl. know, but Earl's not even here. He's like left. I know, but I'm going. I know. But I'm just saying the professionalism. Yeah. That's the kind of fucking professionalism. Yeah, that's what I bring when you ask you me on bring, a podcast. Because Earl was not even here for the story that was intended so for So there Earl. was a time where Scroncho came in that door. Scroncho? How about Scroncho? It's Scroncho. <laughs> and I said, hey, man, he kills that room, by the way. Destroys. Oh, uh, really? Yes. And he's fairly known in the black comedy world. And so I said, hey, man. Is there any way you could go around to the front very timidly? And he flipped the fuck out. He had like five other dudes with him. And I said, you know what? Just, just go on down to the end of the hall. M Mr. Scruncho, you could go Where they had this ahead. big guy named Jimmy who worked the door. And I would just like to send guys down the gauntlet knowing that that guy would lay down the law. That guy told me, their security guard told me that he walks with a gun in his shoe. And he had like a weird walk. So I kind of believed it. Well, apparently, uh, TK and Scruncho had a beef in New York or something, and then something happened one night at the Laugh Factory. Is TK Carter a tough guy? TK Kirkland? Oh, yeah, Kirkland. I don't know. I, I was upstairs doing roast battles. This is real uh, comedy turf war. So I guess TK's on stage. Scruncho, uh, I guess he was banned from the show, or, or I don't think he was banned from the comedy store, but he kind of came in in a half disguise. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have on the fucking uh, the Jewish uh, glasses and nose, nose and mustache? And mustache? <laughs> Is that Scrancho? Is that Groucho Scrunch? <laughs> That's Scroucho. Scroucho Marks. He just storms the stage. Hey, fuck oh, you, really? motherfucker. It's me. And there's a big brawl. People running out of the main room, and the only person running into the main room was Mayhem Miller. Dude, that's the last guy. That guy's a trained fucking yeah. But he machine. was Long story short, did he fight? No, no. I think it was too late. They cleared it out pretty fast. Man. He was disappointed. That's like that's the thing about L.A. Man, you just never know. We <laughs> you walk down the street and run into the guy who's a fucking professional. We were fighter. at a premiere uh, with a buddy of ours, whose last name rhymes with uh, Plan Is Easy. And uh, some, it was because it was an FX uh, event. A lot of fighters were there. Nate Diaz was there. Clay Guida. I talked uh, to Nate Diaz. Who was? What's the, Sam Stout was there? Is that his Tough name? Tough dude, Sam Stout. Sam Stout. Yeah. Johnny Jones was there. Who Boom. punched O'Neal and I in the balls. Donnie Cowboy Cerrone, who's on a tear right now. And so we went from the premiere to an after party at this like club right down the street. 
And when we got there, Ari Shafir introduced us to a lot of the fighters. He goes to the fights. So we had been talking with Clay Guida. And when we, got, when we were at this nightclub, Clay Guida came up to us. And he's like, you'll never guess what just happened. I was walking down here. Some homeless guy is trying to fucking fight me. And I told him, look, man, I'll fight you. But I don't know what you have. So I can't. He wanted to fight the he's guy. Fight. This fucking guy was picking a fight with Clay Guida. One of the best out there. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure. The uh, carpenter. Clay Guida would have taken this guy three rounds and <laughs> run from him the whole time. <laughs> and laid on top of him. Or punched maniacally while his hair whipped around. Destroyed that fucking. That's the thing. These guys can kill people. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, I was messing around with Mayhem Miller in the parking lot, just like just kidding around. And, uh, Who's got a better tie plum, me or Mayhem Miller? Well, you, I, I, you, you might be, uh, you put me in a tie plum and I couldn't get out of it. <laughs> I saw. I'd uh, <laughs> be a horrible. I saw Big Earl was place. calling out Tate Fletcher on Twitter, dude. You better really? be careful. Oh, yeah. wait, you guys are boys. No, that guy, <laughs> you know, him and his caveman coffee, if he's got the nerve to come on inappropriate Earl. Tate Fletcher, you and your fucking beard. What are you, a drunk fucking <laughs> fight promoter? You sound like, you're like, Rick, you're you like, sound like Rick Rude having a stroke. Yeah, man. What the <laughs> hell? Sounds like you're the twilight of your fucking career. Jesus. Sounds like you've had like 58 concussions. Well, well you actually you toned it down. You're like, oh, Dave I just found out. Uh, if you were heavyweight, I would jerk off to you. Uh, I just fucked Francesca Hilton. <laughs> I'd like hey, to, do you have a feeling in your left arm? We have to ask. I'd like to take a moment. What are you, John Wayne with cerebral palsy? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking to like that? Hey, cowboy. Come on, the big girls. Inappropriate Earl podcast. Come on down. We'll give you a free steak dinner. We have some kind of joker here. Why don't you guys bring me up? I'm going to cut a promo. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is. Hold on. You guys know how it is in the business. All right. I'll bring you up as slick. No, no. You're bringing me up. We got to hype him up. As big dick rude. Yeah. Here he is. He's the sultan of cock sweat. (laughs) He's the pioneer of anti pussy slang. Is my newest client, brother. <laughs> it's Big Dick Rude. Yeah. I'd like to take a moment. <laughs> yeah, hey, Joker <laughs> from fucking Full Metal Jacket. Is this the energy you bring? This sort of volume? I'd like to take a moment. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Where? What are you hyping up? If you shut up. Is this a eulogy? <laughs> Like what do you get? What do you? Do? Okay, go ahead. Give me a crack. New, hey, hey, hey! Why don't you just do talk like, about? Bring hey, me up. Bring me up, like Tate. You, hey, I'm here to talk about my to fight. Come on the Why show. Why don't you give some volume and some energy, man? I'm, because this is my style. You're low talking. My you're style. Low, you're quiet talking. I'm like Bruce Lee and Enter the Dragon. My style, is like the art of fighting without fighting. Why? Be like water. So bring me up. Walter can take any shape. My big match with Tate Fletcher. Well, uh, well, Bob, everyone knows that Big Dick Rude has been challenging Tate Fletcher for a week. Oh, man. Will it ever happen? This has been brewing and brewing, and it's about to boil over. Oh, I'm getting word. We have Big Dick Rude backstage, and he's got words for Tate Fletcher. I'd like to take a moment (laughs) to tell all you fat, lazy out of shape sweat hogs to keep the noise down while I talk to that bearded baboon Tate Fletcher if he's got the stones to meet me on the inappropriate Earl podcast I've paid my dues 
I've held my head high. I did everything for the kids. Hey, we're going to cut him short there. Uh, some of our listeners would fall asleep. Back to Steve, what did you think of that trash talk? Wow, Tate Fletcher Man. is sitting at home, not scared at all, he, drinking uh, his caveman you, coffee. You are making him drowsy, even though that caveman coffee keeps you up. Let me tell you something. If you plug caveman coffee one more time, I'm going to send them an invoice, brother. Wait, Whoa! Can you, can you harsh say, words by Big Dick Rodney. Big Rude, can, you, can you say uh, Bueller, Bueller a few times just to see if the tone matches? <laughs> Bueller, Bueller. Ben Stein, the wrestler. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you something, brother. I was selling uh, out the world while you were bumming gas to get your car to go to Sal's Comedy Hey, if Hall. you want to be like Big Dick Rude... Go ahead, lose all your charisma and <laughs> stage presence, <laughs> and you can do your impression. Big Dick like Rude's clearly been reading a book called Resilience, <laughs> learning how to face that rejection. What do you, why don't you just go with like, hey, it's me, Big Dick Rude. I'm going to crush your face, you piece of shit. What is the beef between you and Tate? I, I think it's a work, as they would say in the wrestling business, but what's that at stake here? Well, let me tell you something. Is it a battle of the beards now that you have a big beard? Let me tell you can something. Can you write it down? <laughs> then we'll just read it. It'll be more entertaining. <laughs> You grew a beard. He he goes by uh, Pirate Life is his thing. Oh, Earl just did a mic trick. <laughs> Stephen Percy. He just took a cigarette and uh, put it in his mouth by wrapping his arm around the back of his head. Let me tell you something about my beef with Dick Fletcher. <laughs> Dick Fletcher. That is, is that Tate's father? <laughs> Dick Fletcher. He do bad contracting for you? Yeah, like what's the problem? <laughs> I got a beard. Yeah, wait, is this a, do you want him to come do some plumbing? I got some. You can respackle. Maybe Dick Fletcher broke his TV. I got a, I got is a, Dick Fletcher the guy that's responsible for the diarrhea on the back of your toilet? <laughs> Dude, what, are you, what is his persona? It's this is not going to fly in my Dick, fighting organization. It's Dick Rude. Listen, it worked all right for Rick Rude. And if it's good enough for Rick Rude, it's good enough for me, brother. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> right now, Jeff is just putting jewelry on the top of his head, and I find that more interesting. Than this. Give me some energy. Give me some life. Dude, this is who I Make am. Make this character breathe. This Make is him live. But Rick Rude had, like, he would speak with some volume. No, he Stop can't. the music. All right, all right, let's do it one more time. <laughs> then we're all going to the <laughs> comedy store. We're all going to the <laughs> comedy store. And you're going to do it on stage? Easy Lois didn't like that volume, dude. She bit, Your dog bit me once before. My lawyers are still looking into she that. She bit Gabe twice uh, because Gabe was losing money on uh, the Arlovsky Bigfoot Silva fight. Oh. Well, he was getting demonstrative? Yeah. And Lois, you know Lois. Lois doesn't like quick movements. I've never <laughs> heard that guy Gabe talk, to tell you the truth. He's great. And I think his Who's accounting... Gabe? Gabe killed The guy him. I gave a ride to once up the hill. Oh, Very true. funny dude. Uh, he actually is really funny. Uh, his, let's just say his the way he keeps track of his MMA bets is uh, similar to Tommy's accounting methods. There's some holes in it. <laughs> he literally have lost five fights in a row. And, Gabe, how are you doing? Oh, I'm up 700. <laughs> he just lost five <laughs> fights. No. Oh, I know, but, uh, but how I'm, does he have that sort of money? Oh, who knows? Gabe's a real, what they call in the business, a real chameleon. Ah, one of those. Karma chameleon. All right, He's so similar to Big Earl was a chameleon for years, too, before he well, opened everyone up. knows where Big Earl's money came from, and that's through the good graces <laughs> of my father robbing people in the oil business, or as I like to call it, the Earl business. Because it ain't about the money, brother. It's about the money. All right, here's what we're going to do. Are you do. doing an original character now? Yeah. 
Okay, I want to see. Okay, here's what we're going to do. This here's, is your audition. We're no, directing. No, this is going to be the end of the podcast because we're all going to the comedy store to perform. Yep. Uh, Did you sign the list? No. Have you guys already signed it? Yeah. No, fuck but, yeah. So we you went guys there went there? Seven. You live right down the street. Who was the... Who was the uh, all right, we'll talk the about it. G- the girl in the booth? Oh, Chelsea? Oh. No, the other girl. I called her Chelsea, oh, but it wasn't. Girl with glasses? I don't know her name. Okay. All right, so this is... Now we really got to wrap up because... Uh, Sarah? Is that her name? Oh, she's cool. Uh, all right, so now this is uh, this is like theater on th- of the round, of the round couch. Uh, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. You guys be the color team like Michael Cole. and. Why Jerry do we have to King. be colored? Well, Could I be mean, white? that's a good point. Uh, so who am I? What are these guys? We're, so you guys are the, uh, we're commentators. You're like Gordon no. Soley, you know, Tony Schiavone, Jim Mike Ross. Uh, and I'm, uh, I'll be Marty Robbins. I'll be bigger. <laughs> who are you going to be? I'll be Bob Fleischman. Okay. All right. Hey, right. Marty Robbins on, here. Right. <laughs> well, don't right. we have to introduce this you? This is the end of Inappropriate Earl, guys. Review us on iTunes, SoundCloud. Where do they find you guys? Uh, at? At? Danish and O'Neill, spelled like the pastry and O N E I L L. On yeah. Twitter. And uh, just Danish Instagram. and O'Neill, one word on Instagram. Check Follow these guys to the probably the two funniest dudes up at the comedy store. We're going to leave you with a little theater in the round. They're wrestling commentators, and I'm the heel champion. Hey, Marty Robinson live here at the Superdome for one of the biggest fights of the year. We're here in Yokoyama, Japan for this unknown character who just took his shirt off here. This guy is definitely a real piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> Let's hear him talk. Hopefully he doesn't bore us to death. Tell us your name, sir. Well, let me tell you two leatherneckers something you wish. What's you- a leathernecker, <laughs> Marty? What's, what's your name? Uh, Steve? Bob Fleischer. Steve Dingus? <laughs> Marty Robbins. Hey, Steve, uh, what, what, he's calling us Leatherneckers. I think that's a, an anti-Native American talk. Oh, you son of a bitch. I'm an eighth Cherokee. Well, let me tell you, you pig. <laughs> Why do you have rug bird on your elbow? <laughs> you do? <laughs> hey, Marty Robbins, let's head back to uh, this jamoke. <laughs> Time for candle pit bowling, Yeah. and gentlemen. Um, Six foot two, <laughs> 200 pounds of twisted steel twisted and steel. sex appeal. Well, that's a lot of steel to twist. Earl hasn't been working his abs lately. <laughs> <I> think, <laughs> what is he doing? He's fle- hey, this is a little unorthodox. It's just the two of us on a couch, and he's flexing for us with no shirt on. Well, let me tell you something, you four-eyed Baboon. Hey, look at this. Jeff has a he has a trinket covering his eye, and I can't stop looking at it. I have a monocle. Wait, let's get okay. And back into character. Go. All right. Well, let's get back to the topic at hand. You ended at baboon. You four-eyed baboon. I've heard a number of times in eighties. Let's get back to the topic at hand. At that, Tate Fletcher and his caveman coffee got the balls to get into the ring. With a guy this sexy, this strong, this beautiful, this perfect. He knows where to find me. This Persian. Not in the Peter the Persian? (laughs) Man, this is one hell of a sales pitch. This is one of the best promos we've heard in years, Marty. I've got to see this fight. Tate, if you're out there. 
Let me tell you something, brother. I was selling out the belly room while you morons were going to Sal's Comedy Hole to do the open mic. So as it stands now, brother. You're like the Frank Stallone of wrestlers right now. <laughs> that's a, that's Frank way Stallone, too big of a compliment. That might be. Had a good song in Rocky IV. All right, guys. Uh, this, uh, that's it. That was uh, th uh, theater in the round, as you call it. Is that? This bit went over about as... Uh, <laughs> Is that your new closer? <laughs> You tried to work this some bits out on us before you go some, up tonight? I got a bit of something you could work out, brother. Because let me tell you something right now. <laughs> what is this? I'm the man. I'm the... What's your backstory? My backstory is I'm in my mid-40s doing open mics because I come from a privileged background, <laughs> brother. <laughs> What's with the sexual overtones? Listen, brother. I my gay friend I do open mics. My gay friend does open Steve's. And then on that, you're not gonna get any better. Oh, I guarantee right. we hear that. The man who has the head of Hank the Angry Dwarf. Is <laughs> <laughs> this a roast? In the body of Rick Rude. Earl Skankel! He's got the cock of Francesca Hilton. <laughs>